0: Have you ever noticed, in scripture, the many times that God says, I will do this, or I will do that? Frequently, these words appear at the beginning of a prophecy or a promise given by God. Anytime we see the words, I will, or anytime God declares a prophecy or a promise, we can learn some important lessons about God and his character. That's our focus in this episode of Foreshadows Report. This is Steve Miller. Welcome to Foreshadows Report, a podcast in which we keep watch and find hope as we explore the prophecies God has given to us in the Bible. In this episode, we're going to look at the power of God's words, I will. Anytime God speaks these words, words that are similar, they're connected to a prophecy or a promise. And these words can also teach us important truths about his character. There is a special set of I will statements that appear in the very first book of the Bible, and there is a lot we can learn from them. Scripture is filled with prophecies and promises about the future. And in some cases, God begins these statements with the words, I will. He won't always use those exact words, but he makes it clear that he is going to make something happen in the future or that he will keep a promise that he has given to us. One very powerful example of this appears in Genesis chapter 12, where God speaks to Abraham for the first time. Let's read verses 1 through 3, and as we do so, pay close attention to how many prophecies or promises God makes in these three verses. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Here we see the words, I will, four times, and there are some additional prophecies and promises about what God will do. I'm going to count out eight of them, And I'll do a bit of paraphrasing here as I do so. God said, I will show you the land that I'm going to give to you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will make you a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. I will bless... All the people of earth through you. That makes Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, a remarkable treasure trove of prophetic promises all packed into the space of three verses. What's important to notice is that God said, I will do these things. Nowhere in the passage did God place any requirements on Abraham to do something. It was God who would do these things. We get confirmation of this when we read Genesis chapter 15. Here, God repeats his promise to give the land to Abraham's offspring. He also repeats his promises that he will make Abraham great and that Abraham will have many descendants. But this time, God doesn't just repeat his promises. He makes a covenant agreement with Abraham. God tells Abraham to cut some animals in half, except for the two birds, and lay them out so that there was a path between them. The custom in ancient times was that when two parties made a covenant with each other, both would walk between the cut halves. These cut halves pictured what would happen to them if they broke their end of the deal. But when it came time for God and Abraham to carry out this act, it was God alone who passed between these pieces as Abraham slept. This means God took upon himself the entire responsibility of carrying out these promises. That makes them unconditional promises. Because God said it, he would do it. Abraham was not bound in any way to do something to carry out his part of the deal. As Hebrews 6.18 later tells us, when God did this, he swore by himself. There was no higher authority God could have sworn by. He alone would make these things happen. There is nothing that Abraham or his descendants could have done to cancel all the promises God made back in Genesis 12. God did this because he knew his people were destined to fail. What's interesting is that this is also true about God's gift of salvation to us. Christ did it all. We contributed nothing. Going back to Genesis 15, God's action of walking between the animal parts sealed for all time his vows to Abraham. And from Genesis 12, to the last chapter of Revelation, God's promises run as continuous threads that slowly unfold over time and move toward their fulfillments. Going back to Genesis twelve, remember that we counted out at least eight promises that God gave to Abraham. Several of them began with the words I will. There is a lot of meaning packed into those two short words. When spoken by God, they ring with absolute certainty, and through them, we can learn more about God's character. Here are four things that we learn about God from his I-will promises or prophecies. First, we learn that God is faithful. He keeps his word. Hebrews 10.23 says, He who promised is faithful. Lamentations 3.23 says, This faithfulness is new every morning, which is another way of saying it never ceases. 2 Timothy 2.13 says that even when we are faithless, He remains faithful. A promise or a prophecy given by God is a promise or prophecy that will be fulfilled. Second, we learn that God is trustworthy. God's perfect character backs every word he says. Because he is unchanging, he will never change his mind about his promises. Because he is truthful, he will never lie to us. And because he is all-powerful, he is able to make his promises come to pass. When it comes to promises or prophecies given by God, we have no reason to doubt him or to think he will change his mind. Isaiah 26 4 tells us that we can trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He is steadfast, and his promises and prophecies are steadfast as well. Third, we learn that God is sovereign. For God to be able to fulfill his promises, he must possess the power to make them happen. This he can do, for Daniel 4.35 says that God does all according to his will. If God were to make a promise and not be able to keep it, that would be proof that he is not sovereign at all. Fourth, we learn that God is loving. The very fact God is committed to keeping his promises shows the greatness of his love for us. And when we consider how many promises he has given to us, the extent of his affection for us becomes clearer. So great is this love that he himself has promised that we will be with him for all eternity. That's what John 14.3 tells us which is another one of God's I will prophecies. He said, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. God gave many other I will promises and prophecies all through the Bible. In this episode, we learned four characteristics about God from the I will promises we looked at. We learned that God is faithful trustworthy, sovereign, and loving. Because God always fulfills His promises at heart, every single one of them is an I will promise. Every vow and every prophecy that God makes, He keeps. Oftentimes we won't know how or when God will fulfill them, but we can know with certainty that He will make His promises and His prophecies Come to pass. Thank you for listening once again to Foreshadow's report. By themselves, the two short words, I will, may seem small and insignificant, but when they are spoken by God, we know there is a lot of power behind them, and from them we can learn more about God's character. For this reason, It's always good for us to slow down and read carefully when we read God's prophecies or His promises. God's I will statements give us an opportunity to learn more about Him. If you've enjoyed these podcasts, you'll want to let others know about them. Currently we are in Season 3, and all of my past episodes, including those from Seasons 1 and 2, can be found at my website, the links are available at thievemillerresources.com. You can also use the website to order copies of my book, Foreshadow, which looks at 12 major clues that tell us we are closer than ever to the Lord's return. Again, for more episodes of Foreshadow's Report or for copies of my book, you can go to the website, thievemillerresources.com. In closing, I want to thank Harvest House Publishers for making this podcast possible. And I want to thank you again for joining me today.